You know, chocolate kind of came out of left field for a lot of people when they first heard that I was going to do it. And one of the key things that I think has contributed to why I've been stained with chocolate and gotten pretty strong in it is because of something particular that got passed down to me from my parents. Talking about that in today's I Heart Chocolate podcast. Welcome to the I Heart Chocolate podcast, a space where chasing dreams and indulging in chocolate is celebrated, where it's okay to walk the abnormal path, break tradition, and pursue your own true happiness. A space where you can gain encouragement, inspiration, and confidence to go out there and become the best chocolatier you possibly can be. I'm your host, Tina Codinha, and I know what it is to be chocolate crazy. Like you truly feel called to do this, as if a light suddenly went on and all arrows point to chocolate. I've had the honor of working under some of the best chocolatiers in the industry, and all the while have dedicated my free time toward bettering my craft at home. I'm a wife, a mother, founder of Codinha Chocolate and Codinha Chocolate Mentorship, which I proudly run with my amazing, talented husband, Bruno. Chocolate is so much in my blood, I couldn't live without it. It's been the wildest journey thus far, and my hope is that this inspires you to keep on keeping on and believe that you can do this too. Because the truth is, yes, you can. You really, truly can. So consider me your new chocolate friend, constantly cheering you on because I'm right there with you. And let's dive in. Hello, hello. Happy Friday, chocolate friends. Pardon if I sound congested. Once again, I picked up a bit of a cold with the change in weather that has been happening. But anyways, happy, happy Friday. On today's I Heart Chocolate podcast, I wanted to talk about the one thing that I feel has contributed very strongly to uh, chocolate to your success. If you know and you've been following, you know that the I Heart Chocolate podcast doesn't just talk about chocolate. It kind of encompasses everything that goes into being a chocolatier. There's a strong emphasis on the mental game. There's a strong emphasis on owning your truth and who you are and putting it out there. And I feel that way very strongly because, well, one, chocolate was the first thing that brought me joy, pure, pure joy just from doing it. True, true story. And number two, I feel like as people, we are constantly on this quest to find out about ourselves you know as kids you kind of know a little bit and then as you get older you really start to learn who you are and what you're made of and part of the chocolatier success story for me even though I'm very different from my parents background my parents have both a medical background and that was kind of what was put upon me for a long time from a very young age there's a reason why I feel I've been able to keep at chocolate, even though it seems that all of my natural characteristics would deem me more, what's the word, apt for something else. So I wanted to talk about that today. And if I think, if I stop and think about it, if I go and rewind back to childhood when I was in grade school, I just remember that of course, being from a traditional Asian family, there's always emphasis on school and getting good grades and what that could mean for you and your future and getting into a good college, all that stuff. But one thing that I do remember that my dad had said to me when I was little was that as long as I tried my best, they would be happy. And I mean, let's be real. <laughs> we are a traditional Asian family. If I got like straight C's and I said that was my best, they would not be happy. But 
the fact that there was just saying, as long as you try your best, we would be happy. When I heard that expression, I just remember in my head thinking, okay, try my best. Okay, what is the best? The best is an A, an A is 100%. They put this percentage up there because it's possible for people to reach this percentage. So therefore, if I'm trying my best, I should be able to reach that percent. That's the mindset that I had in school. And my mom always helped me with studies, with school from a young age. She would have me uh, tell the teacher if it was okay to take home my books early on just so I could practice the material before it was actually taught in class. I don't know many kids who did that, but it really kind of set the groundwork for putting in the work before other people did and introducing me to material before others got a chance to see it so that I would be very prepared and I'd be one step ahead. So when I think about now fast forwarding to being a chocolatier and what has helped contribute to the success of that, being granted that I didn't have any chocolatier experience whatsoever. I had no baking experience, no kitchen experience, knew absolutely nothing about chocolate. Just the fact that it made me happy. I keep saying that, but that is very, very true of why I pursued it. It made me happy. And I think I so badly wanted something to to give me this feeling. I never had that before. And I was in a stage in late college where I was just finding out more about myself. And like I said, I have this huge emphasis on truth and living your truth. And for me, I was like, wow, I found something that connected with me that made me happy. There's some truth to that. I need to pursue that further. I know nothing about that. How am I going to do that? What's the next step? And I think that part of that original saying that my dad had told me, as long as you try your best, like I'll be happy. I kind of took that upon myself. Well, as Tina, as long as you're trying your best, then what could go wrong? So naturally starting off, and I think to my benefit, not knowing anything about chocolate, that meant the whole chocolate world was open for me to explore. I didn't have any preconceptions about it. I didn't have any previous influence about it, about where to go. I was figuring everything out for myself, which shaped me to be the chocolatier that I am today in many ways. And the second part of this whole story, why I'm saying it, is that I don't think anyone who enters the chocolate world survives in it if you don't like working hard. And I think that people might think, well, yeah, I can do hard work. And then when you get in it and you see just how much hard work it is, it's a turnoff or you give up fairly easily. Um, And I feel that because I was born into the family that I was born into and I knew my parents' backstory, they both came from the Philippines basically with nothing, came to America and built a life for themselves and worked really really hard to get there and I've seen my dad my entire life was just super hard worker I honestly I didn't see my dad a lot as a kid it'd be like in the morning before breakfast he goes we go to school he goes to work at night at home he comes home we have dinner and that's pretty much it uh it just emphasized that if you really want something it's going to require hard work and it's going to require sacrifice and I think that having that ingrained in me from a young age as a kid made it easier for me once I did enter the real world, aka trying to figure out my career life, and seeing that, okay, even though I'm now entering a field where I know nothing about it, I have no skills, I have no knowledge or anything, I know deep down I am a hard worker. 
I know that that is going to be the difference that's going to help me get ahead in chocolate whereas other people might have you know been trained previously or started at a young age or something like that and I think that if I just focused on knowing that I was trying my best that meant going after the best people to learn from that I couldn't go wrong and I took that with me throughout my journey I share that because I think, like I said, some people enter this industry with the misconception of how difficult it is exactly to be a chocolatier. And if you are a fellow chocolatier listening to this, I know you're thinking, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. Like, Instagram hides everything and makes it seem like we're all just this happy... I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my job. I love what I do. I am very happy. But it makes it seem like it's sunshine and rainbows and everything is just pretty bonbons popping out and pretty packages and sending off chocolate to people and that's it and that's just not the whole story you know there's a lot behind the scenes of that story so definitely one thing that I know definitely changed and helped me in my career for chocolate was the fact that my parents were dang hard workers and they passed on that hard work ethic to me um, that no matter if I were doing chocolate medicine it doesn't matter I was gonna bust my butt point blank And on the other side of this, I'm going to share a story because I think that it is also applicable to the industry. And that is having to deal with the whole ego thing. So when I was a kid, I was a straight A student, pretty much, well, basically my entire academic career, I was straight A's all the way. And I just remember I got an argument or I did something wrong. I don't even remember exactly what it was, but my dad had gotten upset with me. And I just remember hearing this and it's forever ingrained in my brain, but he told me and he said, it doesn't matter if you have straight A's, it doesn't matter if you're a perfect student, but if you don't have any respect, you mean nothing. Of course, he said that with a much more firmer Filipino tone, a lot more elevated voice, but you know, if you without respect, you're nothing, right? I am sick. I cannot speak as strongly um, to emphasize just how much that those words came. But that hit home because it's true that if you, it doesn't matter what kind of talent you are, how talented you are, what kind of chef you become, how many accolades you have, what I always say is I don't care like about whatever flags and stuff you got wearing around your neck, whatever coat collars you got. If you are an a-hole or if you treat people without respect, it says a lot more about your character and about the type of person that you are, um, that your talent and everything as a chocolatier just kind of fades away. At least for me. I don't know. I can speak. I can't speak for everyone, but I have worked for many, many chefs. I've seen many, many things. And I just know for me that automatically when I see that kind of ugh, that's behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see. It's just an immediate turnoff and all respect just goes out the window because it's fake. It's not true. And I think that having that ingrained in my brain, like I said, since a a young age, like you need to be respectful at all times with everything that you're doing um, just helps me navigate as well where how I treated, how I, how I saw everything going through the chocolate industry, how I approached chefs when I wanted to work for them, how I dealt with conflict when I had sh- had conflict with chefs, how, you know, at the bottom of it, I always, first and foremost, would always try to respect whoever I was working for. 
if you disrespected me and you were like high up, you know, I would have to like mind my guard and like let it slide. Because at the time I felt like I couldn't say my piece. I'm just this lowly worker. Here's a chef being however, and it's just speaking more about his character or her character rather than it is mine, whatever. But it was just interesting to me as going through the industry when you see those types of things and your previous vision of working in a dream kitchen or working for a certain chef all of a sudden gets shattered because you didn't expect to see the the plot twist that the person that you're working for is actually an a-hole, right? Where am I going with this podcast? (laughs) What I'm trying to say basically is that when it comes to, you know, the whole chocolate journey, when it comes to what you're doing, like in the position that you're in, you know, we are shaped more or less as people by our upbringing, whatever that may be. There's an influence there, whether it's positive or negative, and you carry that around with you subconsciously, most likely, um, but it affects you. And when I stop to think about, you know, where I am today, even though me and my parents are very different, there's a lot of similarities there. And I have to give credit to my parents for what they passed down to me that affected my career positively, even though, like I said, we're completely like on opposite ends of the spectrum career wise. And even though at the time as a kid, it may have seen extreme and I might have not understood, you know, how a subtle thing I did or said could be seen as disrespectful to my parents' eyes, I realized that, you know, in the professional world, you have to hold yourself accountable and you have to act professional. And I think that, I don't know if it's just with time or with social media or whatever, some people just take things more leniently and they think that they can get away with things and they don't act as professional or it's not, you know, something that's kind of addressed in the kitchen. And sometimes chefs let it slide. Other times, especially if you work for a French chef, they hang it over your head and they don't let it go. So, yeah, I think that I saved myself a lot of screen matches and quote unquote getting in trouble with chefs because I had that whole respect factor down. And yeah, I think that that is something that I gained from my parents. So... Having said that, I'd like to encourage everyone who's listening to this, if you're a chocolatier, and think about, you know, there's certain things that have affected you today that probably happened to you in your past, whether it was your parents or some sort of like event or something, some sort of words or something, something that happened to you that is affecting the way that you're a chocolatier now. If it's a problematic issue and there's something that you don't like about yourself as a chocolatier, think back to maybe if that was influenced by something else and how can you rewire your brain to change that, which I think it's the hardest thing for people, not just in chocolate wise, but like for relationships, for marriage, for like everything. We're all subconsciously conditioned by certain things, by certain experiences or certain trauma or whatever, and trying to rewire our brain so that we can be the best that we can be is a task in itself right yeah kind of a deep talk i'm also like feeling very but that is the chat for today's i heart chocolate podcast i hope you guys are doing well and i will catch you on the next one and that's all folks by the way in case we aren't friends yet let's keep the connection going and get social on the gram 
you can always reach out to us at Codinia Chocolate, where we post inspirational, drool-worthy, and informative tips on all things chocolate. And can I just say, thanks for hanging out with me today. If you felt a connection from this podcast or found it helpful, please be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can keep spreading the chocolate happiness. Y'all know that that is my life mission. But really though, <laughs> via chocolate making, teaching, and now through sound. Woohoo! Have a beautiful day, and I know it's going to sound cheesy, but it is true. In case you needed a reminder, you are 100% worthy of the life that you dream, chocolate-filled or otherwise. You just have to summon up the courage to pursue it, and then you keep pursuing and grinding and working and loving it until you get there. Okie dokie, catch you on the next one.